anyway, today, <laughs> today we are talking about how to receive. <laughs> right? Go ahead. Today we're talking about how to receive. <laughs> Yesterday we t we kind of dove into it a little bit where we were um, where we were addressing you know the importance of where you're sowing. Yeah. And uh, and we're gonna get into it a little bit more today, but this is a special Q and A. Uh, so if you have any yeah. questions regarding how to receive, how to receive the word, how to receive off of seeds that you have sown, um, put your questions in the comments right now, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna do our best to address those <coughs> questions. Um, Amen. But uh, but you know I know yesterday we we really highlighted the importance of where you sow the seed determines how you receive. Or yeah, what well, you receive. Barrett asked the question of. Um, I was looking up actually a, a word here, but uh, Barrett asked the question of how do we receive better? How do we, you know, how do we receive? And so we started with, well, the first thing is in order to receive well, you have to be a part of a family that can receive. So you have to be a receive Christ, yeah. you know. So to receive better, the first thing is to receive his love and to receive yeah. his son as our yeah. savior. And then we followed on down, and then by receiving that love, then we want to give his love. We want to become sowers. Uh, in order to sow, we have to receive seed, and then uh, we have to receive the harvest. And so we have to get in a reception. But you know, one of the biggest things we talked about is that giving and receiving uh, go hand in hand. They're always together. They're mm -hmm. always, you don't. And we did the exercise with the breath, mm -hmm. you know, uh, which is so simple, but it's like, oh, yeah. Uh, many times false humility in church will say, oh, no, I don't need that. No, you do need that. You know, uh, if somebody says, who needs to receive more? My hands automatically now like me. I need more. Yeah. I need I need more anointing. I need to I need more manifestation of the anointing. I need to walk more in the glory. I need more provision. I need more health. I need if I if I'm not looking like Jesus fully in my life, I need more. You yeah. know, and I, I'm ready to receive. And when yeah. I changed that mindset, everything changed. Yeah. And so, did you get something out of it yesterday? Put a hands up in the comment if you did. And uh, if you didn't see yesterday, oh man, it was powerful. It was a powerful thing. Yeah. So, what are some of the things that y'all got out of that yesterday? And um, so, yeah. Well, really, what what stuck out to me the most? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> did she do the laughing track? She She's she on it. <laughs> <laughs> Now see, people there are going to watch this archive, and they didn't see the front live version of this, so I have no idea what that was about. Like, what? Yeah, yeah what that, that's our studio audience. That's really mean to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, what, what was really sticking out to me yesterday um, was just the, the importance of, you know, the, really the importance of receiving. Like, that yeah. it's not prideful to receive, it's actually humility yeah. to receive. That's and, right, that's and, right. Uh, and, um, you know, it, and, you know, we were talking a little bit about, you know, how, how can you even give if you never receive? You know, yeah. you, you, can't, you can't give something that you haven't received. You know, everything I have is given to me by God. You know, even my ability to work, my ability to, because you brought up Deuteronomy 8.18, it's he who gives you the power to create wealth. Yes. So even my ability to create wealth was given to me by God. So, 
So like all that I have in my hands that I can give was given to me by God. And, and you talked about, you know, how it's more blessed to give than to receive. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't say that it's not blessed to receive. It's yeah, just more blessed to give than to receive. It, but there's it, still a blessing in receiving. Isn't that a great point? Yeah. Because I, I went all of my life, I went all of my life thinking, you know, well, it's not really blessed to receive. And now you see where I had a ditch that I had to overcome yeah. Yeah. because my thinking was all. But yeah. in other words, I put I put words in God's mouth. You know, mm -hmm. oh well, it's not blessed to receive. And that's yeah. not true. It is blessed yeah. to receive. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I just you, know, he didn't say it wasn't blessed to receive. He just said he just said it's yeah. more blessed, which yeah. means it's blessed. It's blessed to receive. It's just more blessed to give. Yeah. You know. Well, that's great revelation. You mean it's blessed to receive? Glory to God, I'm going to receive, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I, I told a story on, on Sunday that um, I told a story on Sunday where I used to, like, try to talk people out of what they were giving. And when I finally got revelation of this, because Nicole and I were really good givers. I mean, we'll sow things in a heartbeat. And, and I said, if there's... Um, if there's people that are, you know, that give us something, you know, it's a really good chance we're going to give it away at, at some point, and it might be soon, you know. And um, we just, we love to give. It's awesome. I love being a giver. I love sewing. And a lot of the people that many people will, that have wealth in the ministry, uh, many people don't know, they are huge sewers. Yeah. They sew things. They give things away all the time. And it's like Brother Copeland, um, the latest numbers, I think it's, it's either 27 or 29. Um, let's see. Just so you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we usually see where people are at. We don't see what they did to get there. Yes, that's right. And yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Uh, planes, planes that Brother Copeland has sown, 29. Twenty-nine planes. Yeah, you know, most people have never even given away a car, but they're complaining because he's got this big thing. Well, all he did was apply the word. Yeah. He sowed these things. Mm -hmm. Twenty-nine planes. Of course, that could be different now. That was a few months ago. He's giving them away all wow. the time. Yeah. You know, I did yeah. close to thirty planes. Mm -hmm. You know, that takes some time. Yeah. <laughs> and he's giving away planes all the time. So you start to see. No wonder. So sowing for us was not hard. That was always an easy thing. Receiving was hard for us because yeah. we had that mindset of, nah, I can't, I can't have that. Now today, I, you know, obviously you get to the place where you get revelation of the word and you realize if this is God's word, then I need to move on it, you know. And so I said, okay, well, we receive in Jesus' yeah. name. We receive and, and we became receivers. And yeah. uh, so somebody used to, they'd hand me something. I'd be like, ah, you don't have to do that. <laughs> You don't no no it's we're fine you're fine like this and we're fine and um, I said uh, I was like that's not right and I would try to talk about it no you don't have to and they said no no I really want you to give it I would deny it twice if they came back the third time then I would receive it because I'm like putting them through the hoops to see if their heart's right their their heart's right's on them you know I need to, my heart needs to be right on receiving. You know, now, and the only, the only, since y'all used this word in the beginning, so I mean, the only caveat to that is that if the Holy Ghost tells me, no matter how big a check is, no matter what it is, if he tells me 
don't receive that, then I need to be able to stop, even if it's $10 million. No, I don't receive that. And why? Because he's my source, not that check. He's my source, not that person. But if he's not giving me a check on it and he's not telling me not to, thank you. So now somebody, hold your hand up. Somebody somebody says, hey, here's something for you. I'll be like, oh, thank you very much. I receive it, you know. And uh, I love what, it makes me laugh every time he said, uh, Ted Jr. say, would you receive money uh, from a drug dealer? He said, I will blow the cocaine, cocaine off of it and deposit it in my account, you know. And uh, I, I love that because it's getting to the place where you realize. But even think about this. You know, doesn't he show us in his word that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous? Yeah. yeah. So. Then... Duh. You know, one guy, one guy, uh, one time, I forget who this was, but I've heard this story multiple times where the, the neighbor is a Christian. They're praying for their neighbor who's not a believer. And all of a sudden they needed something. And this guy that's been really a jerk neighbor and not giving and everything comes up, knocks on the door and is like, they didn't like each other. And he's like, I don't even know why I'm doing this and brings them groceries. Wow. And, uh, and, and, you know, they start praising God because this guy who was obviously wicked, yet he was like, the Lord had impressed all his heart. I need to give them. That's the same thing that happened yeah. in Egypt. You know? <laughs> so when Teddy said that, I understood exactly what he meant. If the Lord doesn't tell me to reject it, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to put it to the kingdom. In other words, it went from being that drug money. Now it's going into the kingdom of God, you yeah. know. And um, so if now if the Lord says, don't take it, I'm not taking it. Because sometimes if his heart is right to give it, then that's perfectly fine. If his heart is to get their way or to persuade or to force or compel or some type of payment, now that's a different issue. And the Holy Spirit, i got to trust the Holy Spirit to show me that. Yeah. You know, that's the kind of relationship we should walk in. So now if somebody holds something out to me, I'm like, yeah, thank you very much. Lord, I receive it. Let it be blessed. And and because, think about this. If you're a believer and you're carrying the blessing of God, which you are, if you're in the kingdom of God, you are carrying the blessing of God. Put that in the comments. Say, if I know Jesus, if I'm born again, I'm carrying the blessing of God. If I'm born again, I'm carrying the blessing of God. All right? And so what we see is that God won't, doesn't he want to get that blessing mm-hmm. on unbelievers? He does. He wants them blessed. He wants them to see his goodness, to yeah. see his hand. And so he'll, he'll put it on an unbeliever's heart. He'll put it on their heart. I want you to give to them. Yeah. And, and the whole point is that's God trying to get the blessing into their life. So when you receive it, always make sure that you bless it, yeah. right? Always make sure that you bless it. So you receive that and bless that and get that blessing. The Lord's trying to get something into them, yeah. you know? And he's trying to get something to you and he's trying to get something to them. And it happens through that exchange of the blessing. Yeah, I'm so excited we're talking to you about this because I know this is something that I need to grow in so, so much. We've talked about it personally, even yesterday. So you you actually spoke on this Sunday, and then yesterday, um, 
Barrett tried to give me something, something small. She had, she had <laughs> made juice and like, she had to, she had to juice it like, like with the juicer. It, it's this whole complicated process. And I was really, I was really hungry. So she was like, well, let me, here, you can have my juice. And I'm thinking, that was so much work to home, like to make that juice at home. So she tried to give it to me and I was like, mm, no. <laughs> and she's like, oh, you don't want it? And I'm like, mm, I do, but I don't want to take it from you. Right. And then I, and then I'm remembering what you said and I was like, I'll take it. And like, mm. I took the juice and I was like, Man, because I wanted to do yeah. what you said. I wanted to do the whole like, well, let me let me say no a couple more times and wait yeah. for you. And then if you and then if you come back, yeah, I, let, me you you, let me test you. Let me test you. Test. Yeah. Okay. How do they really are, do they really want to give it to me or not? So yeah. I I started to do that. I've done that so much. So I started to do that, and I was like, no, I'll do what Pastor said and be a good receiver. <laughs> so I took the juice, and I was literally uncomfortable just taking the juice, like. <laughs> Isn't, but how good is it that you recognize a discomfort with a godly thing? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because if you don't recognize it, you'll never work on it. You yeah. know, you'll never work on that. So it's important for us to, to do those things. And I know I've been there. I've, I remember one time we went talking about juice. We, I went to a shop and I think there was a juice shop and they had a smoothie. And there was a guy there that I just had a love for in, in God, just a heart of God towards him and everything. And uh, I just said, I said, um, and I'd gotten revelation of receiving. This is some years ago now. I think it's before we started the church. And um, I'd got revelation of receiving and uh, not as much as what I have now, but I had begun. And I said, I said, hey, I'm going to, I'm getting your juice for you, you know. I'm, I'm buying your juice today. He was like, oh, no, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. And I, I saw it right there. I think this is one of the moments that helped me see it. And I saw it right in that moment. I was like, this guy's going to have a hard time going forward in anything God tries to give to him because I know the Lord just told me to buy his juice. They, see, but here's the thing. Pride will say, I can pay for it myself. And we don't realize pride is... Pride is blocking our abundance. Mm -hmm. So God didn't care that you could pay for it yourself. He wanted you in abundance. Mm -hmm. You see? Yeah. And so pride goes, no, I've got this myself. Pride says, no, you paid too much of a price for it. It's too valuable. Well, are we not valuable to God? You know, you go to Romans 8, 832. If God didn't spare, put that in the comments, Romans 832. If God did not spare his own son, how? Will he not, with Christ, yeah. freely give us all things? Yeah. So all things means every valuable thing. Yeah. So and our idea, like what you're thinking is, no, that was too valuable. You yeah. know, this guy's idea was uh, maybe, I, no, I, I can pay for it myself. I don't need charity, right? That's pride. Both of those are pride. Mm -hmm. and, and you start to see, oh, my goodness. Yeah. So when, as we receive, we're actually putting down pride. Well, that's any time that we do something biblical, mm -hmm. that leads us to humility. And any time yeah. we don't see it as uh, see it as biblical, and we don't walk biblically, then we're moving in pride. And so it was a great. And I was like, oh man, it hurt my heart for the guy. And he wouldn't receive it. I'm like, well, and, and so now, if you ever see me where I'm like trying to do something, you go, oh, no, I don't, I, okay. 
you better yeah. come back quickly and be like, oh, I, I missed it. I repent. I'm sorry. I, yes, I receive yeah. it. You know, that, that kind of thing. So. What's funny is you're talking about how giving and receiving go hand in hand. So I honestly think one reason why I've in like in that situation with Barrett, why I've had a hard time receiving at times is because not only have I not been a good receiver in certain ways, but at times I haven't been a good giver because in that situation, a main reason why I would want to say no is because if it were reversed, I I would very likely in the past give something to someone not wanting to. Yes. So give them, be like, oh, well, they're hungry and I have something. And I don't want to give it, but I'm compelled to give it. I have to give it. I don't want to, and I'm hoping that they say no. (laughs) If I'm being 100% honest, I've had those moments of, I'm offering this and I hope that they say no. So here you go. You can have it. Yeah. And... Yeah, and, and that's why in that moment I like I'm like kind of deflecting of seeing yeah. that, but like not being a good giver has made me at times not a good receiver. Because yeah. I'm thinking God's like that, like or, or other people are. That's like a that. great point. See and see, one of the things, and we got some comments if you want to yeah. get ready to read those. But um, one of the things that we do is how we give and receive is how we will attribute that Mm -hmm. to God. Mm -hmm. And so we think that God's like, you know, half giving us something, you know. He's not. He's not withholding any good thing from those who walk uprightly, right? Uh, I want you to notice this little thread, too. Uh, The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just or the righteous. You notice how righteousness is in both of those pieces. In other words, in order to have everything that God wants you to have, Righteousness is key. Righteousness is key. And you were given righteousness when you were born again. But you need to walk out that righteousness. Mm -hmm. And part of walking out that righteousness is humbling ourselves to this word to receive. And uh, so, but it, you know, one of the things the word says, I was reading it the other day, it was like to the pure, all things are pure. But basically the context of it is, when you have wrong thinking, you think everybody else has wrong thinking yeah. as well. So if, if I think I have a hard time giving, I have a hard time receiving, then we're going to think that God has a hard time giving and a hard time receiving, mm-hmm. right? And so we have to watch that. It's like, whoa, 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 time out. God has no problem giving. Yeah. Obviously, he, he made that very evident and clear with his son. And that's what Romans 8.32 really shows is that he's not withholding any good thing. He's going to give all things freely to us. Yeah. We need to be ready to receive that. And I'm, I want to show you, I'm getting ready to show you something right now in the word uh, that I think will change the way you look at receiving. Uh, but let's read these comments first. Yeah. Uh, well, Baird said re- regarding the juice, she says that she was thankful you took the juice because it would have hurt her to see you sitting there hungry when she had an abundance that she could have helped. So, like, yeah. you know, you see that with God. God wants to bless us, you know, because he wants us prosperous. He wants us thriving. And if he has an abundance, he wants to get that to us. So and that's yeah. really cool. And in that moment, I did not have everything. I didn't have my ducks in a row. I was struggling. I had yeah. this, I had probably some pride going on, and she's still like, like yeah. she wasn't like, um, let me ask you a yeah. few questions so yeah. you can pass the test of if you deserve this juice right now. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, Pastor Nicole said it's also a form of pride to say I'm not worthy enough to receive. It's saying God's declaration of our worth is wrong. Uh, that was a, that she said that was a hard one for her to digest. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. It's a hard one for a lot of people to digest. Mm-hmm. Uh, hard to the flesh. It's yeah. it's hard for people to oversee that. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't know if y'all have this question, and that's uh, well. Before we get to that, that's something we have we need to work on. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. is I'm God called us worthy. Mm-hmm. God stamped us as worthy. Yeah. He set the value. Mm-hmm. Uh, years ago, Jeremy Pearson said something. He said, "You do you know your value? You know." to God. He says, who sets the value? Uh, the seller or the yeah. buyer? buyer? The buyer does. The seller can put whatever price tag, but if the buyer won't pay it, mm-hmm. then it's not that valuable. It doesn't matter what the price tag is. Mm-hmm. What matters is what's the seller worthy to pay? So what, what price was God willing to pay for you? What price was God willing to pay for you? Yeah. What price was God? Well, Jesus. the cost of his only son. Yeah. He was willing to pay. Here's the infinite cost of your value, yeah. his son. And he said, I'll give my son. And Jesus said, I will give my life. Think about that. How valuable would, you know, look at what he did in three and a half years of ministry. And, and the Bible records this. If everything was recorded, there wouldn't be enough books in the world to, to do everything that we saw and did. Yeah. That was three and a half years. If he's going to live to be 120, and he's right now 33, so he, he would have had uh, 87, 86 and a half more years, 80, 86 and a half, 87 years to go on the earth as the Son of God. And, he, and remember, he kept increasing in wisdom and stature. What could he have done? on the earth if he would have stayed here. You know, you look at the value of somebody's life. I mean, his three and a half years changed the earth's history forever, yeah. right? What could he have done with 87 more? Yeah. What value was on his life? You know, we'll look at somebody who's very wealthy and we'll say, look at how much they changed. But they, they, they're not holding a candle to Jesus. So what value did Jesus say you were worth? That he, the, the buyer sets the value, yeah. right? And so when we start to understand what we're worth, everything changes. You're like, no, no wonder God would give me you know, a $300 watch because I'm worth much more than that in his eyes. And because it's in his eyes, I'm going to see myself as worth that in my own eyes. And now all of a sudden receiving changes. And mm-hmm. as soon as you, oh, I see God's side of it. Then, then all of a sudden you realize why he wants to get you, uh, you know, the finances, why he wants to give you the juice, you know, why he wants to do the little things and the big things, because you are very, very valuable in his sight. So, amen. Yeah. I've, never, I've never heard it put like that about yeah. his, the value of the years that Jesus would have had left. Yeah, like, well, I've never thought about it either till right now. <laughs> this so, really good. Yeah. But just think about that. How valuable would we set, you know, some of the most wealthy men in the world throughout history, how valuable was their life? And they were all corrupt men. Jesus was uncorrupted, Mm -hmm. completely uncorrupted, lived in a completely uncorrupted life. And in three and a half years, he changed the world for all of history. Mm 
what would the remaining 87 have been? It would have just gone like this, exponentially. Yeah. So what value was his life that he gave up? And that's the value that you are <laughs> in Jesus' eyes. Amen. Good. So, uh, you know, I don't know. That learning our value is and our worth to God changes everything in Christianity. And so what does the devil do? He tries to tell you how bad you are, what you've done. He tries to get you on sin consciousness, which is why we have to get a revelation of our righteousness in Christ and our value in Christ. Because if we live there, we will never be receivers, which means we will never have abundance, which means we will not do those good works that God's called us to do. We have to learn how to receive. And a big portion of that is first getting in the family. Another portion of that is understanding our value, right? Yeah. We have to understand that we're valuable to God. You are valuable to God. You know, look, look at this and um, look at, let's go to Romans 8.32. And just, just look at it. Just look at it. So Romans 8.32, starting in verse 31, Romans 8.31-32. What then shall we say to these things? <laughs> if God is for us, who is against us? In other words, who, who's going to do anything to us? Mm -hmm. Who's going to do anything to us yeah. if God's for us? Yeah. Who can beat God? What can beat God? Nothing. Nothing. The, the, only thing, the only thing that God allows to beat him and his will is our choice. He yields our lives to our own choices. Hmm. Isn't that something? Yeah. In other words, we can choose, you know, and then uh, Barrett said it on Sunday in Psalms 115, verse 16, the heavens are the heavens of the Lord, but the earth he has given to the sons of men. All right, so one of the things that you see is that the only thing, and even you see that principle in Nazareth, he, Jesus could do no mighty work, and he could do that because they had chosen to see natural instead of spiritual on Jesus, and they, didn't, they saw him as the carpenter's son. They didn't see him as the son of God. They didn't see him as the anointed Messiah, and he could only do a little bit of work for probably the ones that saw him differently. So how we see him and how we see ourselves sets the course of our lives. And God literally in his word lays it out that he yields our lives to our choices. Even though he could make us robots and he could make us blessed, he yields it. Why? And why is that? This is very important. Here's why that is. Because without having a choice, then we can't operate in love. And if we're not operating in love, then we're not fulfilling who he made us to be, yeah. right? And choice is necessary to have love present. Yeah. Choice is necessary. So an idea that if, I, if I'm like, you're going to fast, and I hold a gun to your head, you're fasting, and it's a real gun, not a finger gun. <laughs> All right. I mean, that's a little scary too, you know? <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm forcing you to fast, you're not fasting yeah. because you love God. You're not making a choice of love. Yeah. You're fasting because your life is in danger, yeah. right? And you don't have a choice, so love's not present. doesn't matter that the actions line up with what love would do. It was at the heart of, mm -hmm. of the matter. You were under force. That's why he says to us, don't give under compulsion. Mm -hmm. 
because you're given by force. We're not to give under compulsion or under uh, the emotion, fleshly emotions. Yeah. That's why ministers should not make emotional draws. Uh, but a lot of times people mistake that. The, a minister will be being led by God and the Holy Spirit is working on our heart. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh man, and you feel like, ooh, that I can feel that leading strong. Mm -hmm. And, and we'll get emotional in the flesh over the leading, but we're not giving because of the emotion. We're giving because of the leading. We're yeah. giving out of obedience. Mm -hmm. To obey is better than sacrifice, yeah. you see. And so a lot of times people will give because they're sacrificing something. Don't do that. Give because of the leading. Be obedient because that's always more blessed. All right, mm -hmm. so uh, that's why we don't give. We don't, preachers shouldn't make emotional draws or sit in the back rooms and come up with, well, I'll say this, this, and this, and this will draw on their emotions here, and this will draw on. And, and watch this. This is why there's a right time to do it. You know, a preacher should share the work that we are to do. You see that in uh, Exodus 18. We should tell of the work that the people are to do. Uh, but, but a lot of programs that you'll see come up are all emotionally driven and logically driven. So they'll say, look, we're going to feed these hungry children, showing the pictures of the children. Well, you may be feeding those children. But don't turn it into a worldly logic and a worldly emotion. Say, hey, here's what the Lord told us to do. I'm not drawing, here's, you know, here's some of the kids. If you want to participate, fine. And then leave it at that, you know. Don't, don't draw it out and go on and, and, and suck on that emotion in that way. Let the Lord, you always have the best giving when the Lord is doing the leading of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. you'll always have the best. So yeah. you have to watch. That's why we don't do things by, you know, different promotions and yeah. stuff like that. And uh, it was funny. There's one, one promotion we have at church, you know, that we used to do. And the Lord said, no, you, you just tell it. This is, a, this is a special offering to take up. We're taking up a special offering for this, for this cause that is the Lord's. And uh, ask the Lord what you want to give and bring it. And we did that this year. We had the biggest offering we've ever had. Yeah. You know, why? Because when you teach people to give because they love God, everything changes. So yeah. we've got to understand this. You know, going back to Romans 8, 31, what shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who is against us? Mm -hmm. Who's going to overcome him? Who, who's going who's gonna to go higher and beat him? Nobody. So... I'm not, in other words, I'm doing things because I love him, right? I don't have to be moved by this force or that force. I choose to love God, yeah. you know? I choose to love him. And then we see this, setting our value, setting our value. He says, and, and so God says this very plainly. God says this very plainly. Yeah. He says, he, God, who did not spare his own son. In other words, he didn't hold his son back from us, mm -hmm. but he released his son. He gave his only begotten mm -hmm. son. And in John 3, 16, because he loved us. For God so loved yeah. the world. He loved you. He loved you. He loved me. He loved you. Because he loved you, yeah. he gave, right? Yeah. And it says he didn't hold them back. He didn't spare them. No, he gave them to us, but delivered him over for us all. He said, here you go. Here's my only son. Mm -hmm. Delivered him over for us all. It says, if he did that, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? Yeah. 
How will he not do it? In other words, we see right here the will of God is, if I'll give you Jesus, I'll give you everything. If I'll give you Jesus, I'll give you everything. Yeah. If your value is on the Jesus level, what is what is beneath that? Yeah. Everything, mm -hmm. you know, which you go back to the verse before and you see if God's for us, who can be against us? In other words, how, how much for us is he? Everything. Yeah. He's for us in everything. Yeah. And then so what will come up that's going to be more valuable than us? Right. The only thing that can be more valuable to God than us is something that's more valuable than Jesus. And so what is there in that's going to keep us in lack? Nothing. But see, we have to see that. Yeah. We have to get revelation of that. We have to see our value and see our worth. Because if we don't see our value and worth, mm -hmm. this is the victory that overcomes the world. 1 John 5, 4. This is the victory that overcomes the world or overcomes lack, even our faith. But if we don't know this value that God has assigned, We'll never put faith on it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We'll never extend yeah. our faith to overcome yeah. that lack. And if we never put faith on the value that God has assigned to us, if we never put faith that there's nothing going to be more valuable than Jesus, and that means everything below Jesus' value, He'll give to us freely, then there's nothing that He can't give us. There's nothing He won't give us in that way that's a good blessing, mm -hmm. right? There's no good blessing that He won't give us. That's why He, he says, you know, there's no good thing. He's not withholding any good yeah. thing mm -hmm. from those who walk uprightly. Well, part of walking uprightly is seeing how valuable you are, yeah. seeing that God has already paid mm -hmm. the price, yeah. and, and then applying it to ourselves. Yeah. Applying it to ourselves. So now by faith I see that, and by faith I receive it. By faith I receive it. Well, now all of a sudden you realize you're worthy of juice. Yeah. You're worthy of a million-dollar income. Yeah. You're worthy of that. Why? Because of those things are below the worth of Jesus. You're worthy of that, not because you did it all right, but because he did it all right. Yeah. He made me worthy. He made you valuable. Yeah. He, made, he made you valuable. Yeah. The, the buyer determined your value. And your value was not just to go to heaven, your value was, according to Romans, your value is all things. Yeah. All things. Did you hear that? Put that in the comments. My value to God is worth all things. My value is all things. So what part of anything is not covered by all? None. So then what thing will he not deem you worthy of? Nothing. Now, the issue is sometimes people will get a hold of that and then they think that everybody should give them, give them everything. You know, they'll be like, oh, that's a nice shirt. Give me that shirt. I'm worth it. I'm, God's not withholding all things. Are you going to reject God? And see, they'll twist it. And now that's them trying to, they're now moving under compulsion. They're actually, that's a deception. And so, obviously, that's, no, but see, I know that if I will sow, God's not mocked. Mm -hmm. 
whatsoever man sows, that we also reap. So if I'm worthy of all things, when he asked me to sow, when he asked me to sow, he's trying to get me one of those all things. Mm -hmm. He's trying to get me some part of those all things. Mm -hmm. So now when I see it, I'm like, well, first of all, <laughs> even if you weren't going to get me all things, Lord, I love you. I'll give it to you anyway. <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if all things is attached or not. I would give it anyway. Mm -hmm. But I know who you are, and I also recognize you're trying to get me all things. That's why you're asking me to sow. So I'll put yeah. faith on receiving. Yeah. And so this is this is you know him trying to get us all things. Yeah. So, but people are not, many times they want a short circuit the system and they want to jump up all of a sudden they they want to you know oh well i'm worthy of all things then they go out and they they purchase a million and a half dollar home you know that, that's going to cost them ten thousand a month and they're only making two thousand a month mm -hmm. and it's like that's not faith that's presumption god didn't tell you to go get that god said look i'll get these things in your hand i'll give them to you mm -hmm. where you have no payments yeah. where you have no payments where you have no payments, yeah. <laughs> yeah. right? I'll give them to you, yeah. but you have to hear the word. Man shall not live by presumption, mm. pr by presuming. Man lives by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So, you know, many times you'll watch people start to get a hold of these things. They'll reach for things by the flesh mm. that God hasn't spoken to them, yeah. and they'll get out of order. And yeah. then they, they set a bad precedent and a bad example for other people. No, yeah. the Lord will give you those things. He'll yeah. show you those things. So, yeah. I love what you just said about um, when God's asking you to sow, it's because he's trying to get all things to you. Yeah. So if you don't know your worth and you don't view yourself right, you don't view God right. When he asks you to sow, it's going to feel like, that's right. well, he, this is a payment. This is, that's I right. have to give this because I'm not worthy of keeping it. Or yes. God, God's making me give this because, you know, I can't have good, I can't yeah. have nice things. I, every yeah. time I get money, I have to give it away. You know, all, yes. the, all those wrong uh, deceptions. But see, that's the worldly corruption thinking that's logical. You know, how can I get more by giving it away? See, that's all logical and that's a miss. Remember, the things in the kingdom are backwards from the world. You know, those will be greatest will be least, right? You know, you, you sow to reap, right? Yeah. Things yeah. in the kingdom are, are backwards from that logical thinking. And so exactly what you're saying, you are right on target with that is one of the things that we have to see is that remember what we talked about yesterday, this little thing. How can I give you the much in the kingdom if you don't understand this little thing? Yeah. And so many people, how many people, I mean, just, you don't have to give me a number, but just think about this. How many people in the American church have not gotten a revelation of tithing and offering, of giving and receiving? I mean, even as we're talking now, you're getting more than you've had before, and y'all yeah. know more than most, right? But think about that is how many people don't really have it? And so they haven't even gotten that little thing. Yeah. How th can they go to all things? Yeah. How can they go to that? So, and, and you can continue on that thought, but that you're right on yeah. that. That's exactly it. That's what God's trying to show us is if we'll see, they don't have an understanding of giving and receiving because they don't have an understanding of God's value on them. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. you know, and put what, what you just said, 
Put that in the comments. When God asks us to sow, he's trying to get all things to us. Yeah. yeah. And Serena yeah. commented and yeah. he said, sowing isn't a payment to make us feel worthy. Absolutely not. That is backwards of what it actually is. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, it reminds me of what Brother Tracy talks about, you know, the, your conscience, you know, your sin conscience or your righteous conscience. Yes. If, if you feel like you're like, if I have this feeling of I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy, I'm yeah. going to have a hard time receiving anything from God. Yes. Because this sin conscience, the, the Bible talks about, you know, your conscience yeah. is seared. Yeah. You know, if, if my conscience is seared because all I can see is my unworthiness, I'm not going to be able to actually receive anything from God, yeah. you know, because all I'm focusing on is me, not him. Yeah. And and when we turn it around, I, I start focusing on him, not me. Yeah. My righteousness in Christ. And that's when I can truly actually access all things rather than having a seared conscience. That's right. And a broken right. and a shipwrecked faith. Well, and that's why we did the teaching. Well, let, let's make sure that we get the link up here and maybe a card on YouTube and everything, but of the three parts of man. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't understand the three parts of man, mm -hmm. then everything you do is one part of you. You're all yeah. one part. And so if you don't understand that you have a flesh side and a spirit side and a mind, a soul that's in between those two, you won't understand. You'll be like, no, I'm just so unworthy. But you're grouping yourself together as a whole. The real you is the spirit man. And the one who sinned and has the flesh, if you're born again, that spirit man is completely made like God, yeah. right? All right? And then I'm going to show you where this goes to. So that spirit man is completely made like God. And that flesh man is the one who sinned. That flesh man is the one who carried the nature of sin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The mind is where the process took place, and the mind is what we are supposed to the mind is where we are supposed to renew it, right? We're supposed to renew our mind. Mm -hmm. yeah. that, that's where that's supposed to happen. But the, the issue is, in other words, I may still have some of those thoughts mm -hmm. from the flesh man. Yeah. But now I want you to see this. So when we have an unworthy sin consciousness, when we're looking at how unworthy we are, right, what we are doing is we're assigning and unworthiness mm -hmm. to the real us. Yeah. So we are saying to the real you, which is your spirit man, you aren't worthy. Well, the Bible teaches us in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17 through 21, you are just as worthy as Christ. Mm -hmm. So by us looking at our own unworthiness of the flesh, mm -hmm. then we are assigning Christ as unworthy. And no wonder we would think he wouldn't give us anything. Yeah. Because what we're doing, because the Bible shows us that our worthiness is as, let's look at it. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 5, 21. Yep. This is a fun verse. Yeah. yeah. 2 Corinthians 5, 21, the last verse in that, in that chapter. It says, yeah. he made him who knew no sin. Now, this is Jesus. So the Father made Jesus, mm -hmm. who knew no sin, to be sin on our behalf yeah. so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Yeah. So we have become, that we might become. 
that we have become that righteousness. You are made mm -hmm. righteousness of God. Yeah. And if you go back up a couple of verses, it says you are made a completely new creation. Yeah. So what it's describing here is what's already been done. Mm -hmm. Your inner man, that spirit man, your spirit man, the inner, that's the real you. Mm -hmm. And it has been made just like God, completely righteous with the same righteousness mm -hmm. that Jesus has. Yeah. And so when I say I'm not worthy, I'm not yeah. valuable, then I'm literally equating my unworthiness to Jesus. Because I'm saying that if, if the Bible says we're equal in righteousness when you're born again, and I'm saying I'm not worthy, then I'm making Jesus not worthy. Straight pride, straight deception, and that's what the devil does so that we won't be able to walk like him and talk like him and receive. Doesn't mean that I don't have a past. When I get born again, I still had a past, right? I still have a flesh that's carrying corruption in it. I still have, have those pieces. I still have a soul, a mind that needs to be renewed by the washing of the water of the word. I still have all of that stuff. And, and the better I renew my mind, the more I'll walk like Jesus. Because the more I renew my mind to what he made me in the spirit, the more I'll walk that out. But the more in the mind I think on the old flesh man that God has already told me is not who I am anymore, the more I'll be like it. And the more I'm like that, the more I'm attributing those characteristics, like what you were saying, when we think other people are like us, yeah. the more I'm attributing those characteristics to God. And then I'm saying, you know, God says I'm not worthy, right? And now we fall for that. And so when somebody says, hey, have some juice, hey, here's, here's some money, yeah. you know, here's something I want to bless you with, oh, I'm just yeah. not worthy. And what we're literally saying is God's love isn't worthy. Yeah. That's what we're saying. And so can you see how receiving is directly connected to victory in our lives? And it's anti, if we can't receive, it is anti-Christ. It's anti-Christ to not be able to receive. And that's why the devil the devil goes after and tries to teach people they can't shouldn't receive and uh, sowing and reaping and all these prosperity and all that stuff. They don't realize they are literally directly, directly, attacking the work of Christ and what Christ has done. Yeah. And I mean, just, just this past week, amen, it's anti-Christ not to be able to receive. That is exactly true. We just went through why, right? Now, and this would be a good, it'd be good to take this clip and put that up and, and let it be out there and put it with that title. You know, it's like, here, here's why. Yeah. Because we attribute, when we can't receive, we're looking at what we did instead of what God did. Mm -hmm. And we're, attri we're attributing his anointing wasn't enough. Yeah. You see? Now, and, and so one of the things that I want you to see is this, is that as I just, I just saw, it was, I don't, I don't even remember exactly where it came from, but just heard where a preacher basically stood up in the, oh, I know what it was. Preacher stood up in the pulpit a couple of Sundays ago, not, not in our town. Uh, but I'm, I'm sure it's probably happened here before. And uh, they said, there is a special place in hell for any prosperity preacher. And I'm like, have you, have you read the Bible? Like, just Third John, one, two. Beloved, above all things, I wish that you prosper. Like, you know, I've given you the power to get wealth, to establish my covenant. Have you read the Bible? I mean, 
I, I, God preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham in Galatians 3.8, you know, saying, through you all the nations of the earth will be blessed. blessed. Yeah. yeah. You know, Joshua, if you'll meditate on this law day and night, then you will make your way prosperous. He's telling us all these things so that we would prosper in everything that we would do, so that we would look like Him, act like Him, have an abundance yeah. for every good work, be an example of His blessing yeah. to help win other people. You know, it's, it's not complicated. You have to have demonic help to not see it. Mm -hmm. And the yeah. truth is, many of us have had. I can tell you, I've had demonic help earlier in my life to reject that portion of it. And, and the devil fights it because he knows you get to operating in this and you're going to do great and mighty things. So he wants to hold people back and, and make them a bad receiver. To make them a bad, it is a demonic doctrine trying to hold people back from the abundance to do every good work. Yeah. And so, and you know, I'm thinking about that that pastor that said that. It's like that is a dangerous statement because you're talking about the work yeah. of the anointed one of the Messiah. You're talking about the work of the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. You're talking about that in the same comment, in the same in the same message, the same uh, pastor said that, that uh, the manifestations of the Holy Ghost were for special for the apostle to get the church going, but then they're, they're not in existence anymore. I'm like, well, you're going to have to explain that to me because I'm here because a miracle happened. Yeah. I'm here because of miracle. I'm alive because a miracle happened. You know, it's like you got to throw away a bunch of scripture to make yeah. those statements about cessation and all those kind of things. And, <laughs> and people try to get real smart with it. It's like, where's your faith? You know, and, and watch this. In order to have the kingdom of God, you must receive it as a child. You must what it? Receive it. You got to receive it. So, see, we won't even walk in the fullness of the kingdom unless we learn how to receive. So, it, it can start with juice and money and, and gifts, but we've got to learn how to receive the blessings of God yeah. and receive the kingdom of God. Yeah. Our reception is so important. It is such yeah. a key. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Serena said, I wouldn't want to be that guy on judgment. I know. Yeah. I know. So, I want to... Uh, I don't know if you have it written down or not, but Dylan sent me a question. I don't know if he, if we could see it yesterday, but he sent me a question. Yeah. So he said, did you see it yesterday? Okay, good. So he said, he was just curious, if he was continuously giving and not receiving, does that giving then turn into strife and ultimately have no value like the man who gives his body to be burned but doesn't love? And uh, so... It's not the giving that turns to strife. It's the expectation that that something's going to change because of it without receiving what is expected. So the giving itself is not what turns to strife. But if we carry on, the giving's not necessarily bad. It's the lack of receiving that's bad. And then all of a sudden you get frustrated because you're expecting to see different things. So here's what we're getting at. If we give and we don't know how to receive, it can turn into the place where we start blaming God. Well, I tried that and it didn't work. Yeah. No, no. There was just pieces of it you didn't know. Yeah. And that's okay. But humble yourself to ask, to reach out and ask, you know, like Hebrews 6, 12, you know, follow those or imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. So don't go ask, you know, like the pastor I was talking about earlier, don't go ask the pastor who doesn't even believe in it. 
Go ask the pastor who's walking in it. You know, it's, it's like with Brother Copeland. He's given away 29 planes. Like if I want to know how to give and receive a plane, he's the one I need to talk to. <laughs> he's done it. He's walked in it. You know, he's received them. He's given them. He's the one who has the the victory on the other side of it. So yeah. that, in other words, a lot of people they just go ask whoever. The Lord very specifically says, look for the people that have this fruit in their life that are doing it by the Word of God, and then. And then go after it. You yeah. see? So, yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Follow something, them. Something else that I just realized too, like how how much I still need to grow in learning how to receive in the juice. Yeah. <laughs> You're going back to the juice. So when Barry gave me the juice, she's she's especially if she if, if she is led to do it, yeah. she then is entitled to a harvest. Yeah. She is. Yeah. She can receive a harvest. So it shows in my mind. So when she's giving that to me, I'm thinking if she gives this to me, she's going to have a lack. <laughs> and that shows at the... That, that shows, shows what you think when you're giving. Yeah, that shows. That shows like... Yeah. I, and how much do... Like, I mean, I... So I give, So but did you have a lack? She said she no. She said no. <laughs> <laughs> she said she didn't have a lack. Yeah. That, that shows like in me so how now, that doctrine's been. That's right. And now watch this. You judged her spirituality. In other words, what it tells you not to judge, that portion, you, you judged it for her. And see how that's, that yeah. is holding back our giving as well. Yeah. How many times have we done this? Yeah, <laughs> I, I I shudder to think. You know, <laughs> I mean, this, this is just on juice. Like, <laughs> oh my, <laughs> there's so many but things. Can you see how becoming a good, a good, becoming a good? I was thinking a giver, and can you see how becoming a good receiver has a lot to do with the level of our spiritual walk? Mm-hmm. It yeah. takes away pride. It takes away judgment, wrong judgment. It opens us up to be a good giver, to have an abundance for every good work. Yeah. You know, it helps us to see Christ mm-hmm. right, yeah. you know, and yeah. in the right, in the right uh, view. And so all of these things that we've talked about today, receiving directly affects. Yeah. Directly affects. Yeah. I mean directly affects our spiritual walk. And you got preachers who are saying that it's wrong, but it directly affects us in our yeah. spiritual walk. And can you see how the Jesus said what we talked about yesterday in Luke 16? If you don't understand these little things, mm-hmm. how can I give you the true riches yeah. of the kingdom? Because you can see the true riches are attached to this. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Glory to God. If you have any questions on receiving, I still, I didn't share my big point yet, but we'll do it tomorrow. We'll do it tomorrow. But today we needed to talk about value, you know, and worthiness and because that has everything to do with receiving. And so tomorrow I'll share that because it's huge. It's just so simple, but it's so big and and you're going to see it and be like, oh my goodness. Oh my God. And you're going to see it and just, it'll bless you. And you may already know it, but it'll add to it. It'll encourage you. And uh, so we'll jump in that tomorrow, and uh, we just praise God for you. If you would like to sow today, you don't have to. There's, there's absolutely 
there's no, we're not in debt. We're not in pressing need. We're not going off the air. <laughs> no, you just want to. If you want to, amen, Abby says, needed this. Amen. If you want to sow to advance the kingdom of God, to uh, push the gospel out into the world like we're doing by this broadcast, you're welcome to. You can go to giveww.org. There you can see all the details. You can give text to give. Uh, you give by Facebook, give by Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, give cryptocurrency, uh, give one time, give recurring gifts, whatever you want to. We made it easy for you. All of the details are there at giveww.org. If you're on Facebook right now, you can type in hashtag donate, followed by the amount after that, and it'll lead you through that process. And uh, we just praise God. Cash App is hashtag giveww. And uh, Venmo is at symbol GiveBC. PayPal is GiveBC. And uh, so all that information is there. If you would like to give, here's what our, we want to do. We want to receive. Why? Because we have a gospel to get out into the world, and we are so excited to do it, and we're happy to do it. And uh, we just praise God for you right now. If the Lord is leading you to give, we will be good receivers, and, and we will be good stewards. That's something else. If you answer going back to Barrett's question yesterday, how to be a good receiver, one of the things is in order to be a good receiver and the best receiver, you have to also be a good steward of what God gives you. So uh, maybe we'll talk about that some more tomorrow with the parable of the talents. But uh, if you're sowing today, we just want to bless you. And uh, we want to we do exactly what we were talking about, receive and bless in Jesus' name. Uh, Paul said it like this in Philippians. I think it's Philippians 2, uh, maybe Philippians 1. He says, the grace that's on me will come on you. In other words, the grace that's on this ministry where God is doing supernatural things, uh, it will move into your life when you partner in that way. And how do you partner? You partner by sowing. And so as you sow, that grace comes on. That's not, that's not a sales pitch. That's what God said. It's just the way that it works. Uh, if you want to reap a harvest, you sow seed in the ground. And so that's how it works. He, he likened the whole kingdom of God to sowing, and watch this, and receiving. And when you sow today, we are believing mm -hmm. that you yeah. will receive. We are believing that you will receive and receive a harvest quickly. We're also believing if God is moving on your heart to sow more, well, we know this from the Word. If you'll purpose in your heart to be a sower, a cheerful and a bountiful sower, if you'll purpose in your heart, God will put seed in your hand. I'm talking about over and above your budget. He'll, he'll put seed in your hand to sow. I'm not talking about coming out of your budget. I'm talking about over and above that. I'm talking about something you didn't have before you purposed in your heart. But now if you purpose in your heart, it says he gives seed to the sower and multiplies the seed sown. So we're believing right now for your reception of seed and harvest. Father, right now, bless them. Bless them supernaturally. Let it be pressed down, shaken together, and running over in Jesus' name. Let it overflow in their reception and harvest in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Do you receive that? Do you receive that blessing on your harvest? If you do, put it in the comments. Say, I receive 
my supernatural harvest today. Amen. Amen. We just praise God for you. And uh, we love you so very much. And we're excited about your harvest because out of your harvest, you'll have an abundance to do all the good works of God. And that means what we taught today will help, help get people to get the gospel out better than they've ever gotten it out before. You'll help to advance the kingdom of God for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You'll help to advance it better than you ever have because you become a good receiver. And so, hallelujah, we receive with you that supernatural ha harvest today. We celebrate with you. Your life is going up, and we praise God. Hey, Kelly Berardi, good to see you. Excited about what God's doing in y'all's life, you and Bill's life. That's awesome. And uh, thank you, buddy, for putting that on there. Hey, Ben, we love you. Miss Marilyn, we love you. And uh, we praise God for you. Amen. Kelly says, what an on-time word. Ben says, I received my supernatural harvest today. Glory to God. Amen. That's awesome. We praise God for you. Barrett's going to wrap everything up. If you didn't see yesterday's broadcast on receiving, make sure you go and watch that. We love you, and I'll talk to you soon. Here's Barrett. Hey guys, thanks for being on with us today. We are going to be back tomorrow talking more about receiving. Make sure that you, any questions you have, look, even if we don't answer them live, we will do our due diligence to answer whatever questions the Lord has put on your heart from the word of God. So if you've got questions, we will be seeking the Lord for answers. So thank you for being here today. We're excited about tomorrow. And here's what's awesome. You just received a word. If you watched this broadcast for any length of time, you received right now a word from God. Now we have the opportunity to prove to be faithful stewards with that word. Take today's broadcast and share it with somebody you know. Take the link to it, text it to them, send them a Facebook message, DM them on Instagram, whatever you need to do, send this message out because if the body of Christ will learn how to receive things from God, oh my gosh, what things will change in our society, in our world, supernatural. It'll be supernatural on earth as it is in heaven and it'll be in your life, in your friend's life. So share today's word. Now, as far as what's happening this weekend, we have an exciting service coming up on Sunday because it's Father's Day. We are honoring all fathers and not just physical fathers. Just like we did for Mother's Day and we honored spiritual moms, we have some men who may not be physical fathers yet, but each man is called by God to be a spiritual father to someone, to impart into someone's life. So men of God, this service is for you. Invite your dads, invite your brothers, invite every man you know, so that way we can honor them appropriately because they are truly gifts to the body. We're giving a grill away. We'll have a, a gift for every single man who comes in the door. It's just our gift to you. And we'll do pictures because we like to do pictures and, and men, you know, your ladies like pictures of you. So really this is a gift for your wives, but it's going to be a great service. We love you. We're going to be back tomorrow at 1130 AM here on lunch. Plus we'll see you then.